Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hi, welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. I hope you're doing well and I hope your dog is too. Today we're going to be answering a question from one of our trainer in your pocket students. So Marta was one of our trainer in your pocket students in March I believe of this year Um, and one of her questions about her little dog was how do I help my high energy high drive dog to have a chilled day at home which I think is an amazing question because as she said in her initial message you hear this all the time right so you know don't take your dog out every day or just have a relaxed day have a rainy day at home they don't always need to be out exercising um and I do agree with that to some extent I think some dogs really benefit from exercise every day some dogs really benefit from having time at home some of that comes down to kind of emotional state and emotional regulation or ability to emotionally regulate both from our dog side and also from our own if you're someone that gets highly stressed out with your dog for whatever reason um then actually you might you both might be better off having a chill day at home and same with your dog but it's not always easy (laughs) so I think lots of the things that are recommended quite frequently you will all have heard of I'm sure so offering your dogs kind of chews kongs topples squirrel buddies things like that to chew on licky mats um bones whatever that might be doing kind of scent-based activities as well So kind of smelling, licking, chewing, all of that stuff to kind of um, help to calm them a little bit. Often we get told to not feed in a bowl, but to use their food in kind of either calming activities or a little bit of training or whatever it is you might want to personally do with your dog. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of those suggestions. I've definitely made those suggestions myself multiple times for multiple dogs. However, what happens when you do all of that and your dog is still hyper or your dog still desperately wants to go out and this was the situation that uh, Marta found herself in so her dog was it's not that her dog was terribly behaved or anything like that sweet little dog but actually just always raring to go always ready always keen to get out and to exercise so what I would say for those dogs is as always you you want to look at the whole picture of what's going on here there's so many things that we could talk about in this episode I'm just going to highlight a few because I think these are the ones that I see most commonly that can really have have an impact here so the first one is actually taking a look at yourself (laughs) so take me for example I I'm a person of extremes in a lot of ways. So I can either be so chilled out and relaxed that I'm practically horizontal (laughs) and I haven't moved for hours and hours. But equally, I can be quite anxious sometimes. I can be really quite on edge. And I think there's very specific things that sort of evoke those two different states in me. But it's amazing how those two extremes can exist within one person. Um, So sometimes I can be a little bit silly with my dogs which I really love to do so if I've got music on I've got a song that comes on that I really like I might be singing and dancing and they definitely find that quite stimulating so they'll go up and kind of dance with me 
And what I've noticed in the last couple of weeks is that my youngest dog, she's a teenager now, and she finds it really fun for about a minute <laughs> and then it's suddenly quite overstimulating and she starts kind of leaping at me um which I don't hugely mind but I can see that she's getting a bit kind of over aroused and actually I need to tone myself down before we get to that point so just have a little think about what kind of energy do you or others in your home give off around your dog so if you've got a very busy home there's lots going on there's you know people running around other animals adults children whoever it might be there's lots of loudness there's loud music there's shouting there's excitement actually that's going to make it really hard potentially for your dog to relax now some dogs can but if you have got a high kind of drive high excitement dog quick quick to excite dog then that might be part of the thing that's that's making it harder for them um it's kind of like if I was sitting down trying to read and relax and you were sat next to me going guess what guess what guess what (laughs) I'd be like what 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 so we want to think a little bit about the environment that we're providing for our dogs to begin with the other thing to think about is where is your dog spending their week so daycare is something I get asked about a lot and daycare is one thing for sure but also not even necessarily daycare but just group walks if your dog is going out on group walks because you're working or whatever for whatever reason your dog's going out with other dogs or going to a daycare facility potentially for hours on end what does that look like? What is the setup of that facility? Are they going on a nice calm sniff walk with another calm dog? Or are they racing around for five, six, sometimes even seven hours playing constantly and barely even having time to nap and to sleep? Because if it's the latter, even for just an hour, if they're constantly playing with other dogs, that is going to hugely increase cortisol levels. It's going to give them adrenaline pumping through their body. And that's going to make it really hard for them to settle once they get home. Now, they may crash and be exhausted and crash out with their tongue hanging out. But then when they wake up the next morning, those levels are still going to be higher and they're going to be raring to go again. So It's not always possible to not put your dog in that situation depending on what your day looks like. You might need them to go out with someone. But just have a think about are there options in terms of who they spend their time with during the day and what that setup is like. The other thing to think about is actually how long are they walking for? So in Marta's case, she was taking her dog out up to three times a day for long walks um so 45 minutes an hour now again there's nothing wrong with that in its essence but (laughs) if your dog's body is used to having three or four long walks every single day what happens when we exercise the more we do it and the more the for the longer amount of time that we do it we get fitter we get fitter we have build up endurance and tolerance to exercise and so what starts to happen is our body starts to crave that amount of exercise it's exactly the same as hydration if I've been really conscious and decided I want to have my my eight glasses of water every single day and I've done that religiously for a week if I then the next week suddenly cut down to one glass of water a day what's my body going to do my body's going to go hang on a second this isn't what we're used to let's give the thought the thirst hormone tell her she's thirsty so she goes and has a drink so we can top up to the level that we're we're used to same with exercise if your dog is a 
has become accustomed to a certain level and duration of exercise and then we don't give that to them and we try and have a chill day at home they're going whoa hang on a second I need my three hours of walking so if you are doing currently lots and lots of long walks in an attempt to get their energy out or to satisfy them and satiate them just take a weekend when you don't have when you're not working if you don't work on weekends obviously (laughs) take it a couple of days and just see if you can just chop the ends off of those walks so if you're currently walking for 60 minutes three times a day can you try and do 50 minutes and maybe one 45 minute so we're not looking at not walking the dog that's not what I'm saying but just taking it down just a few minutes at a time and then once you've taken it down a little bit then you can start to vary the walk so one walk might just be a 30 minute walk and one might be an hour one walk might be an hour and a half and one walk might be 20 minutes now what we want to be quite careful of when we're thinking about fatigue is what we don't want to do is walk a dog for 30 minutes six days a week and then on Sunday walk them for four hours <laughs> because again the body's not used to that it's had the same walk every day for six days and then suddenly we're doing this massive hike that can be quite tiring and fatiguing on the body so we want to keep it within the same ballpark but just bounce it around a little bit so what this does is it creates flexibility in the dog's mind they're not always anticipating this super long walk but it's also retraining the body because the body has that muscle memory and it wants to be able to do the thing that it's always done (laughs) so this is that can just help just to reduce the exercise just a little bit so that they're not always expecting that same level and when I say expecting it's not expecting in a kind of like not in a manipulative way like hey I only got 45 minutes that's not what your dog is doing of course (laughs) but it's it's the way that the body responds in that way essentially okay couple more so when we are thinking about so-called enrichment exercises like your chews and your kongs and things like that and I've spoken about this on the podcast before but really take a look at your dog and ask the question is this a calming exercise or not (laughs) because some dogs you give them a licky mat for example and they will diligently lick that mat for six you know 60 minutes my Pyrenean mountain dog very very good at that it's definitely a calming exercise for her if I give that same exercise to my Staffordor, he gets frustrated that he can't get the food out quick enough and he starts biting the mat, shaking the mat. It's a fun activity for him, I would say, to a degree. He quite enjoys it, but it's not calming. <laughs> if you looked at the two of them side by side, one would look very chilled and relaxed. She's literally lying down licking the mat and he's throwing it around the room trying to get the food out faster. So I might give that to him as an activity once in a while for fun, but it's certainly not what I would give to him if I wanted him to be calm. For him personally, I'd probably give him a pizzle or something like that because he will sit down and pro- or lie down and properly chew that for like, I don't know, half an hour or however long it lasts. So really think about, if you are thinking about doing a calming day, actually, is what you're giving your dog in terms of enrichment, is it calming or not? Because it can still be enriching because it's fun, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's calming. (laughs) So when we're thinking about that, we want to look at the whole body of the dog as we often talk about. So what is their body language telling you whilst they're doing that activity? Have they got nice, loose body language? Are their ears nice and floppy if they've got floppy ears? Is their tail nice and relaxed or wagging gently? 
Are they breathing quite nice and relaxed or are they frantic? Are they searching? Are they really kind of stressed out and tense? Because if it's the latter, that's probably not the exercise that we're looking for. Okay, so two more. Playing with your dog. So play is really important. We definitely want to play with our dogs. Again, play can be quite chilled for some dogs or it can be super arousing. Now, play arousing play can still be a part of your chill day so long as it's not the whole day (laughs) because what often happens is we want to try and do a chill day for our dogs and our dog's like hey here's my toy do you want to play let's play so there's nothing wrong with that but what I would say is have a start and an end of play cue when it comes to playing with you so if your dog brings you a toy you might say you want to play okay let's play and you play with them whatever that looks like and then after you know and a set amount of time you say all done or finish and then you either give them the toy to take away or you put the toy back in a box or you get up and go and do something else so we don't want that to be punishing so what I will often do is I will say all done and then I'll scatter some food on the ground so the end of the play session is still a positive thing for my dog but I'm giving them that clear cue that we're not going to be playing anymore right now because actually now we need to relax and settle so that can be a really nice way of doing it because it means that your dog is still invited to initiate play with you when they fancy it but there is an end to that play session and I think as well what that begins to do over time is it allows you sometimes to say I can't play right now so if I'm on a zoom call for work and my dog comes up to me with a toy in her mouth I probably can't start playing a rowdy game of tug right now so I will say to her just go settle for me and I'll come back to you. And then I make sure I do. So when I'm done with my call, be that in 10 minutes, be that in 30 minutes, I will then go up to her and say, you want to play? And if she still wants to play, then we'll play. So, so long as your dog understands that and they have some experience of that, you can start to get into that pattern. And what this does is it stops play from taking over the whole day, which again means that your dog never gets that relaxation that you're looking for. Okay. And the last one, I want to mention because this is what I see recommended the most I would say across the board when it comes to helping your dog with calmness and relaxation and that is getting really stuck on the idea that your dog has to constantly be on their bed so you may have taught a place cue or a go to bed cue whatever I definitely have taught my dogs that they know what that means um nothing wrong with that But if you get really stuck on the idea that they have to go to their bed to relax and you're constantly sending them to their bed, for some dogs that might be effective, they might be able to relax and and fall asleep in their bed. For other dogs, especially working breeds, you will get stuck in a cycle where the dog doesn't relax on the bed ever because they are working they understand it as a training exercise they're possibly waiting for the next treat to appear and they will be on their bed possibly quietly but staring at you (laughs) possibly starting to whine or vocalize or scratch because they're getting frustrated and they want to wait for the next instruction or the next cue and you can get really caught up in that so teaching bed or place nothing wrong with that and for some dogs it will become a relaxing place that can take a while though for others it's not always the be all and end all so if you've got a dog where you think gosh like 
I've been doing this for months and she'll go to her bed and she'll stay there for two hours but she's constantly whining or she's constantly waiting for the next treat or she just gets off constantly because I have to be right by the bed in order for her to stay it doesn't necessarily mean that you've done a bad job at teaching it it may just be something to do with your dog's genetics that just means that they understand this as a working exercise so you can use that to your advantage you can use it ask them to go to their bed while you're having your dinner and toss them the odd treat ask them to go to your be- their bed while you're on a zoom call and toss them the odd treat when you're hoovering you can still use it and it can use it to beautiful effect but don't feel like you have to use it for quote-unquote calmness because it may not be the right fit for your dog okay guys i hope that was helpful and i will catch you in the next episode take care bye for now 